What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Westside Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Ezri. If this guy's your first time listening to the show, to the podcast, welcome. This podcast is free and available on all major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Index, much, much more. If you guys enjoy the content and the conversation and topics I bring to you today and throughout the course of the week and on the rest of the podcast for the foreseeable future, please do me a favor, subscribe, hit the bell so when my podcasts are done recording and uploading, it goes straight to your phone for your guys' convenience. And please do leave a rating and share this podcast on any platform possible. All of that is very helpful and brings a bigger network to my cause and for the brand. Today's podcast, first of all, I just want to say I apologize for a little bit of a break. I have been taking a couple days off. I feel like I was kind of uh, flooding you guys with some content and the daily stuff. Some of you guys like the daily content. Some of you say, hey, maybe three or four a week is great. If you guys have recommendations on how many podcasts you would like per week, please do me a favor on my Facebook group. It's called Sports in the Northwest. It's where I post the links up for these podcasts and everything from Spotify. I also have a Twitter handle, PNW Professor on Twitter, uh, capitals PNW on that. If you guys want to let me know with how many podcasts you would like to hear per week, please do let me know on those platforms so I can kind of get a better idea of what you guys are looking for for content-wise throughout the course of a week. Today's podcast is going to be about the usual. I got a lengthy around the world section. Obviously, we've had a couple of days for some content and updated information that's come through the waves for around the world. Uh, I've got Storm, I've got Mariners, and I've got Hawks. Pretty much the same flow. I've got a couple things I'm going to toss in throughout the podcast and a couple things I want to get off my chest and talk about today. And with that being said, let's get straight into it, shall we? Obviously, as everybody knows, throughout the course of the last couple of days Deshaun Watson's suspension was increased from five games to 11 with a fine of five million dollars um that will go to a charity of the NFL's choice I'm assuming it will have something to do with a sexual harassment or sexual misconduct or however you want to label it uh charity for that money will go into I do not have obviously they have not released or leaked that information quite yet as to where that money will go but once I get that information I will bring it to you guys as I get it so so overall, I mean, I'm still not pleased with the overall decision by the NFL for the amount of games that Deshaun Watson will be suspended for. However, uh, like I talked and uh, I touched on earlier, Roger is a very smart man, and he's like, look, if I get an out of uh, an out of network uh, adjudicator, right, the lady that initially was like, well, there's definitely something wrong here. We can't dictate what was wrong. We know that something was wrong, so therefore, we're just going to give him six games, and then Roger Goodell is like, oh, well, that's not enough, so I'm going to try and play the hero and increase it to 11, so it looks good for the brand. Well, Ray Rice beat his wife in an elevator in Las Vegas, never played again, right? Um, Calvin Kevin Ridley bet on football games, got 17 games. Josh Gordon smoked weed for like six years and got suspended for like five out of the six. Uh, there's, it's just not a consistent uh, punishment code or uh, punishment conduct uh, that they've been using. And it just drives me nuts. I don't understand why the NFL chooses to do what they do. They're the most profitable pro- professional, you know, enterprise in, the, in America obviously. Um, and you know, I know the Cleveland Browns fans, some of you are disgusted. Some of you want to win games and just act like it might just go away. 
I don't know. I'm not a Browns fan. Um, but I do feel for uh, the wives of the husbands or just the ladies in general that are fans of the Cleveland Browns organization either have been recently or have been for a long time. And now you have a quarterback that is a legitimate predator and you can't or going to be very difficult to find a way to root for the team that you've been a fan for for either most of your life or part of your life. So I just feel bad for those ladies and having to be put between a rock and a hard place. That is a crappy situation to be put in. And uh, I just want to give a moment to shout out for that. Big Ten has finalized a seven-year media right agreement with Fox, CBS, and NBC worth $7 billion as the floor, right? Uh, $7 billion guaranteed with incentives and escalators can go up to $10 billion dollars. I did cover a couple podcasts ago about ESPN lowballing them and they just immediately laughed at them and turned them away and said, no, we have a better offer, which obviously clearly they did. And uh, it's going to be a lot of money flowing into that network. And I'm assuming that will mean that the conference in general will have to obviously grow with size and the amount of uh, teams and schools in that conference. So uh, we'll see what happens when it comes to that. Uh, report uh, at first was that Baker Mayfield was supposed to be the starter week one. It has now been announced by the Carolina Panthers organization that he will indeed be the starter week one versus the Cleveland Browns. It's going to make for good television. I will be rooting hard for the Panthers to win this game uh, after everything they've been through uh, with just the lack of quarterback and the fact that Matt Corral hurt his foot and got a Liz Frank injury will be out for the rest of the season is a big bummer for the franchise. Liberty upset the sky in game one. I apologize. I pre-wrote some of this a couple of days ago. Um, Just kind of wanted to give a shout out to some WNBA in the around the world. Obviously, Sabrina Ionescu recorded 22.7 rebounds, 6 assists. Once again, I apologize if I didn't get that name right. I'm still working on things and enunciations. Natasha Howard posted 22 points, 7 rebounds in that game. So I'll be curious and I will be uh, kind of keeping uh eye on the series to kind of see how it all plays out. Obviously, I got a lot of rooting interest for the Storm considering Sue Bird's final season. And I will get into them in a, in a couple of minutes here. Kind of a weird, uh, weird thing happened here uh, in sports. It was hilarious and I felt terrible. But at the same time, it was weird. Simply due to the fact that a uh, Dodgers reporter, his name is David Vas... 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 I apologize. It's V-A-S-S-E-G-H. I don't know how to enunciate the last name. I'm sorry for that. I'm not trying to butcher guy's name. He went to do a little short video for like a commercial break commercial. They were playing in in the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium where they have the slide where every time they hit a home run, the mascot goes down the slide. It's like their little their celebration thing. You know, whatever. Well, he had like one of those anti-static blankets underneath him so he wouldn't stick to anything. And unfortunately, he picked up too much speed and crashed into the wall and broke his arm, which uh, was great television, but pretty sad to see overall in general. Hopefully he makes a uh, short recovery, but overall made it for great television. Tom Brady has officially returned to Tampa Bay Bucks training camp. Uh, I'm sure all Bucks fans can breathe a sigh of relief. Unfortunately, their offensive line is decimated, which is why I've been talking about possibly a trade destination target between Seattle and uh, to, and Tom, I almost said Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. <laughs> 
even though it is Tampa Bay, uh, for Gabe Jackson, just to kind of give them some guard interior depth. And just, you know, Gabe Jackson was an all-pro uh, guard and unfortunately has not really panned out that well for Seattle and Phil Haynes, and they have better co competition upcoming through the ranks. Last couple things I'm going to touch on. Um, Leon Edwards, obviously, as the world saw, was shocked. KO'd uh, Kamaru Usman with a high up kick in the last uh, minute of the fifth round for the for the, for the title fight. Uh, now he is the, you know, undisputed champion for the weight class. Uh, I assume Kamaru Usman will come back guns ablaze and firing. Uh, Kamaru Usman is one of the best pound-per-pound fighters in the world. Uh, it will make for great television. Uh, Dana White will make a crap ton of money off of it, as I'm sure. But I want to just talk about that. Congratulations to Leon Edwards and his crazy roller coaster ride of his life, getting to the point where he is at now and the pinnacle. And then I got something I need to just get off my chest. I got these. Uh, I'm trying to work on these sections every, every podcast where I'm just going to say what I got to say, right? What in the hell? is Fox doing? And I don't know for many of you guys who knew this, they kind of snuck this underneath the little carpet, right? Do you guys know that Fox rehired Urban freaking Meyer? Urban Meyer, the same guy that I've talked about and slandered and just smashed down with my proverbial hammer because he is a disgusting, abomination, disgrace of a man. You tell your wife to watch your grandkids while you go out to a bar to do a, a quote, team activity when you leave your team your team activity you go to a bar you start talking to a, to, a, to a woman who is like half your age which is not the course of the problem here you start having your hands in places you shouldn't have them in because you're a married man um and then you come out because somebody actually recorded it because they saw something was going on that urban myers at the bar and happened to catch video of you getting all grindy with some other you know college level or college age girl um which some might consider a, pre a predatory act i don't know i'm not gonna get into that but the fact that they hired him for the halftime show you couldn't find anybody else to do this you you picked the most disgusting man in all of college sports right now right i mean i don't i mean some people will, will Will, will disagree with me that's that's a big that's one of the reasons why i do this right is for conversation and for overall topics and, and you know back and forth joe paterno and everything that went wrong and massively wrong at penn state right i think urban meyer's worse i do that's my personal opinion you know joe paterno did he hide things with the jerry sandusky things yes was it heinous yes Absolutely. I will never say no because obviously what he condoned and turned a blind eye to was absolutely heinous, right? Urban Meyer, you've been kicked out of what? Three colleges? Four colleges? You got kicked out of the NFL because you kicked your kicker in the foot or stomped on his foot? What? You kicked him in the calf? Are you kidding me? You're gro like groping college women at bars? We are supposed to be on team activities? Really? Fox? I'm sorry, Brock Heward. This man's a part of the network that you work for. Because Brock Heward is a damn good man, right? Good family man, good man of faith, uh, family man, all that good jazz, right? And you bring in Urban freaking Meyer to this, to this team. You've got to be kidding me. Fox, you're, you're, you're weak, weak, weak. You couldn't hire Robert Griffin. You couldn't make an, an agreement between ESPN, get somebody, get Mike Rob or Michael Robinson, Michael Bennett, somebody better. I don't know. I'm tossing out names, Seahawks names, whatever. All of that's better than Urban Meyer. All of it. And the fact that Fox is just like, oh, he's a popular face. People know him and recognize him well with college football. Urban Meyer, did you have like some black book information on people at Fox? Did you strong arm them into this? This is ridiculous. I want purity in college football. I don't want a pure jerk, gross, groping man 
on television with his half-assed smirk, smuggy smirk, thinking, oh yeah, getting paid lots and hundreds of thousands of dollars to sit here even though everything I've done at Ohio State and Ryan Day and all the sexual accusements, this, I'm, I'm, I should probably stop this here. Because I, this is one of the few topics that I literally have the hardest time in the world controlling my tongue. Because Urban Meyer, you are a disgusting piece of trash. Simple. Okay, that's done, right? Seattle Storm, advanced to the semifinals, will play the Las Vegas Aces, led by Kelsey Plum, along with many others in this upcoming series. Uh, previous game uh, was a great game for the Seattle Storm. All five starters finished at double figures, led by Brianna Stewart, who went posted a 21 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, lined for that game. Sue Bird had 18 points, 10 assists, 4 from 6, or 4 out of 6 from 3-point range. So they will continue their magical season and the ride for Sue Bird coming in to the upcoming series against the Las Vegas Aces who are known to put up points. Should be great television. Can't wait to watch it. Mariners. Okay. Um, fair section today. Not a very long section of the Mariners. I apologize. I got a little more Seahawks than I do for Mariners today. This is what I got. Obviously, we lose the series against Oakland. Obviously, it's a bad time to do so. You gotta you gotta make hay. This team was bad. They're not a good team. They played scrappy baseball. Lots of doubles. Timely offense. Uh, Oakland has seen to play kind of like that gnat, that annoying little swatting bug around your head that you constantly you know wave your hand at. Kind of baseball. Baseball. Um, and that's what they proved to do. Uh, Luis Castillo was obviously not as sharp, uh, and as he was in his previous starts, uh, he posted a line of five innings pitched, four earned runs, five strikeouts. Struggled with his command early in the game and continued. He got a little bit better as the later game went on. However. Uh, just wasn't the Luis Castillo that we're accustomed and used to. Obviously, he's not going to be perfect every single game. That's what makes sports sports. I totally understand that. I get it. But uh, just a bummer to see. Ty France looks like trash. I keep talking about this. He's hit like 140 since his wrist injury. This is gross. There's something very wrong. I I did not get a chance to listen to the sit-down and conversation with Shannon Dreyer via the Mike Salk Show on Seattle Sports Station. I will get into that tomorrow. Uh, unless a preview for the upcoming game, kind of what to expect, hopefully what to see. Uh, the pitching matchup for that game will be Eric Fetty versus Robbie Ray. A couple things about the last series real quick before I hop into the into the, into the Hawks. Julio had a pretty good series, uh, finished the season or the average uh, from that series after a 3-for-5 day on Sunday is now up to 276, which is obviously a great thing to see. He is now 6th in M's history for RBIs in a season as a rookie. He currently sits at 63, has the ability possibly to get up to third all time, which would be about 76, 79 RBIs. We'll see if he gets on a hot streak and puts on, you know, 12 RBIs in a week or something like he did previously in the season. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, they went five and four on the road trip overall, which I mean, I was hoping for six and three. So that's only a one game difference. However, that one game difference would have resulted in two sweeps uh, and back to back sweeps, not just a sweep and then a loss of a series in the previous one or the next one. Is huh. Okay. Six game homestand starts tomorrow for the Hawks or for the Mariners, excuse me. Uh, got a page turn here and uh well we'll see what happens uh they gotta bounce back nationals are coming to town nationals are a bad team you gotta just keep uh you gotta bounce back just simply you gotta bounce back and play better baseball obviously uh a lot of people are done talking about this i'm just kind of getting to it a little bit late so i'm gonna talk about it now uh the hawks obviously lost to the chicago bears 27 to 11 on thursday gino just simply failed to take advantage of the opportunity with no drew lock competition in that game whatsoever considering he had tested positive for covid and wasn't able to play he posted a line of 10 for 18 112 yards no touchdowns two sacks pass rating about 73 and a half not great not flashy blah like plain toast 
right? Plain Wonder Bread toast. Blah. Now I don't even eat bread. Uh, during today's practice on Monday, Gino took all snaps with first team reps. Drew had reps with second team as this continues to be the consistent pattern that's happening at practice. Uh, I don't understand what's going on. Pete says, and I quote, Drew will play all the time in this week's game versus the Cowboys. How is this a quarterback competition when Drew Locke consistently plays with the second team? Uh, seems like a lot of coach speak if you ask me. We need to see him play is in what Pete said today. You'd think that you'd be giving him more first-team reps to get him prepared for this week's game in order to properly evaluate him for game uh, this week. This week's game, excuse me, versus the Dallas Cowboys. I, this doesn't seem, doesn't smell right, doesn't seem right, doesn't taste right, doesn't look right. I just think that this is a uh, just Pete saying, "Yeah, he's here, but I don't really anticipate him to actually win the job." We like Gino. Gino's okay. Gino performed well for us last year. Yeah, you know, Gino won you one game. One football game. One game, Pete. What the, huh? He got outperformed by Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, if you ask Pro Football Focus, Teddy Bridgewater is much higher ranked than Geno Smith on their rankings, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Uh, let's see here. Uh, boy, a couple things from the last from the last game. Boy, Amalfe sustained a small shoulder injury. Was not that big of a deal. He was able to return later in the game. All that good stuff. Uh, so that's not a huge deal whatsoever. Um, defensive miscue standouts. I'll cover in tomorrow's podcast. I don't really want to get into that today. I just got a couple offensive standouts from Thursday's game and then the special team standout, uh, two standouts, and then we're going to hop out for today. Travis Homer played well, five carries, 44 yards. Start Derwin Thompson, or Darwin Thompson, excuse me. Uh, six carries, 34 yards, and a touchdown. I like what the running backs have been doing overall. I love DJ Dallas. He gets me so fired up. Four receptions for 52 yards. And uh, overall, Penny Hart had a decent day, four, two receptions for 46. And Kevin Cassis, who's an undrafted free agent out of Montana State had four receptions for 37 yards. Special teams had Cade Johnson. Two returns, 47. Obviously, everybody knows about Michael Dixon punting for like 400 yards because he had 10 freaking punts because his team can't score a football. But anyways, that's what I got for y'all today. Today's podcast is going to be right around the 20-minute mark. going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, tomorrow's podcast will probably be around the same length. Kind of give you an update on standouts for defense, what I saw. See if there's any roster cuts announced until then. If you guys enjoyed the content, please do me a favor. Subscribe, Leave a rating. Share on all platforms. Uh, Mariners day off today. Get back on the bump tomorrow. Robbie Ray. Seahawks practice today is done. See what comes out of the uh, press conference from Pete. See if I get some information from Corbin Smith. All that good stuff. See us rise. Go Hawks.